Welcome to Every Moment His, a podcast dedicated to contemplating how God's preached word impacts every moment of our lives. This sermon was preached at Holy Cross in Kearney, Nebraska by Pastor Tim Barone. Grace, mercy, and peace to you in the name of Jesus. Amen. Uh, Go ahead and open up a Bible to Mark chapter 10. Uh, page 847 in the Pew Bible. We come along this man, blind Bartimaeus, and if we quickly survey the last uh, few chapters of where we are in Mark, uh, we've seen that Jesus has been uh, laboring to teach us uh, and his disciples about the kingdom of God, as opposed to Uh, the kingdom that they are expecting that Jesus might bring into the world. And so if we look back just a little bit, we see that Jesus is really insistent that the children be brought to him. Whereas the going idea was that the children were the weak ones. They were not powerful, not important. Um, They're not going to help overthrow Rome for crying out loud. Uh, And yet Jesus says, you must become like one of these little children to be a part of my kingdom. Uh, Then immediately after, he talks about this rich young man. He has this interaction with the rich young man where ultimately the rich young man goes away sad, sorrowful. He doesn't obtain the kingdom of God that Jesus is bringing. Instead, trying to use Jesus uh, to obtain his own kingdom He goes away uh, and prefers his riches. Just before we get to this section, in fact, uh, we see that James and John ask Jesus if they could get the spots of honor in his kingdom. They want to be an honorable part of the kingdom of God. And so they ask if they can sit on his right and in his left. And Jesus calls his disciples around and he says, look, In the kingdoms of this earth, uh, people lord authority over others. We use our power to obtain status and to wield power over those underneath us. But he said, in in my kingdom, it shall not be that way. Because even I came not to be served, but to serve. And to give my life as a ransom for many. Probably most important point of Jesus teaching us about his kingdom is that three times now he has prophesied that he himself will die in Jerusalem and be raised. And so he's trying to reveal this kingdom to his disciples and anyone who will listen, but they're all expecting the wrong kind of kingdom. And so it's almost like they can't understand, they cannot comprehend this kingdom that he's bringing in where he will be inaugurated upon a cross. And on his way to Jerusalem, outside of the city of Jericho, uh, he comes across this man. And what's interesting is that this man is named Bartimaeus, the son of Timaeus. It says... Uh, in verse 46. He's a blind beggar. He's outside of Jericho. Why is this man named? Actually, if you went back and you looked at every single person that Jesus healed, you would not find their names. 
Bartimaeus is the only person in the Gospel of Mark who receives a healing from Jesus who has his name noted in the text. And I think this is pretty important. But if we think about it, Jesus, first he heals people with unclean spirits in the early parts of his ministry. We don't know their names. Jesus heals the paralytic, right? The man who is lowered down uh, on, the, on the mat. And he even calls him son. But we don't know his name. Jesus cleanses a leper. We don't get to know his name. He heals a man with a withered hand at the synagogue. We don't know his name. Jesus cast demons out of a man in, a gentle, in the Gentile area of Gennesaris, uh, or Gerasenes, and the demon, we learn his name, Legion. We don't know the man's name that was healed. Jesus raises the daughter of Jairus, the synagogue leader, but we don't know the name of the 12-year-old girl who was raised from death to life and who Jesus says, make sure you give her something to eat. She's hungry, probably. Jesus heals the woman with the issue of blood. Do we know her name? No, you're catching on, right? Jesus heals the deaf man. Just a few chapters before this, gives him his hearing, but do we get to hear the deaf man's name? No. And so even Peter's mother-in-law, that Jesus heals of a great fever, we don't even know her name. So why blind Bartimaeus, son of Timaeus, why do we get to know his name? The reason is this, because this blind beggar, after all that Jesus has been teaching about his kingdom, this blind beggar is the one who gets it the most. And he becomes the exemplar of a disciple that you and I should follow. This is the last miracle that Jesus does before Jesus enters into Jerusalem. Right after this is the triumphal entry where Jesus rides on a donkey into Jerusalem. And soon after this is Holy Week, right? He'll go right into a conflict with the religious leaders and ultimately and quickly to his own death. But this miracle... Uh, is a turning point in Jesus' ministry, and blind Bartimaeus, son of Timaeus, shows us the right way to be a disciple. It shows us what the Holy Spirit has been trying to teach us these last months about what it means to be a part of the kingdom that Jesus is bringing into this world. So what does Bartimaeus do that we should follow after, we should also do? First, Bartimaeus possesses knowledge of Jesus' identity. So while other characters in the Gospel of Mark are slow and even stupid, um, Bartimaeus understands what's going on. Remember the disciples, when Jesus calmed the storm, right? He walked on the waves, he calmed the storm. They say, who is this guy? Uh, it should be pretty obvious, right? <laughs> This is God. This is Yahweh. But they don't get it. Even the rich young ruler, the rich man who came across Jesus, uh, this man calls him what? Do you remember? Good teacher. Good teacher. Close. Good teacher. Uh, and Jesus retorts, why do you call me good? Only God is good. Bartimaeus, on the other hand, when hearing it is Jesus of Nazareth, calls out, 
Uh, Jesus, son of David, have mercy on me. And even when people tell him to shut up, to be silent, stop bothering the teacher, he calls out all the more, Jesus, son of David, have mercy on me. Now this um, phrase, son of David, is really significant. And Again, this is... Bartimaeus is the only one in the Gospel of Mark who calls Jesus this name. And Jesus does not say you're mistaken. He accepts the title. But to understand what this title is, we have to go all the way back to 2 Samuel, chapter 7. This is where David, after being brought into the promised land and going through all these conquests to bring peace uh, into the land... Uh, He says, hey, I'm sitting in a house of cedar, and God is still in a tent. And so David decides in his heart that he's going to build God a temple. And God actually responds to him through the prophet Samuel, and he says this, you will not build me a house. When I found you, you were a shepherd boy out on the hills, and I anointed you, and I brought you into this land, and I made you a great king. So he says this through Samuel, I will raise up for you offspring after you who shall come from your body, and I will establish his kingdom. He shall build a house for my name, and I will establish the throne of his kingdom forever. This is the great messianic prophet, the prophecy about who Jesus would be, the son of David, the coming Messiah would have a kingdom that would not end. And this one who came from the body of David would establish the house of God. And so when blind Bartimaeus calls out to Jesus, Jesus, son of David, have mercy on me, he's confessing that this Jesus is this son of David long foretold. The one that God would use to bring an everlasting kingdom into the world. How does he know this? We don't know, but he gets it. He calls out Jesus by his true identity. He doesn't say, good teacher. He doesn't say, I don't know who you are. He says, I know exactly who you are. You are the long foretold Messiah. So Bartimaeus knows who Jesus is. Is it the same for you? Have you been confronted by the Holy Spirit to understand who Jesus is? Do you understand that he is the only hope for your life? The only hope for the world? Do you understand that he's more than a good teacher, but rather he's the creator of the heavens and the earth come to be with his humans? Have you been confronted by who this Jesus is? Beyond knowing uh, who Jesus is, Bartimaeus understands the nature of his relationship to Jesus. Do you remember the rich young man? Once again, what did the rich man say to Jesus? He said, what must I do to obtain eternal life? For the rich young man, he thought, "I, I really should be able to contribute something. I should be able to do something. And I remember a few weeks ago when I was preparing to preach on Um, the rich young man in this interaction between Jesus, I thought, do I really need to preach uh, that no one will be saved by their works? Do I really need to preach that message again? Don't, Don't the Lutherans know this by now? 
But then I said, uh, yes, I do need to preach this. I do need to preach this, that no one obtains the kingdom of God by their efforts because this is our natural thinking. And sure enough, I heard from several people, I didn't know that before. Because we think we're going to do something for God. We think we're going to contribute. We're going we're to lend a hand to this kingdom. We think like the rich young man, but blind Bartimaeus, he knows he's a beggar. He's a blind beggar. He needs mercy. And so he shouts out, have mercy on me, Kyrie eleison. Turn to me and be favorable to me. I need something from you. He's under no delusions that he's going to contribute. He knows that he desperately needs this son of David. And even though blind Bartimaeus doesn't have his physical sight, he has faith. He has true spiritual sight because he knows his position before God and he knows that he needs what Jesus is bringing. So he says, Lord, have mercy upon me. And it's so beautiful that when Jesus hears his calls for mercy, it says in the text, and Jesus stopped. And he called for Bartimaeus. And his disciples said, take heart, take courage. He is calling for you. Jesus waits to hear this voice and he stops in his path so that he might have mercy on this man. Bartimaeus knows the nature of his relationship to Jesus. He knows that he needs his mercy. Next, Bartimaeus knows uh, that his relationship to possessions um, must bow before his relationship to Jesus. You remember, again, the rich young man. Jesus says, you lack one thing. He loves him. He looks into his eyes, into his heart. You lack one thing. Sell all your stuff and follow me. And the man goes away sad. He says, no, thank you. I think I have all I need in my bank account. I think I have all I need in my house, in my car, in my possessions. And so he goes away sad. Bartimaeus, it says, when he hears that Jesus is calling for him, he leaps up, he throws away his cloak, and he goes to Jesus. Now, how much does a blind beggar have in the world? Does he have a nice fancy home to go back to? How much is a good cloak worth to someone who begs by the side of the road for a living? Do you understand? Blind Bartimaeus threw away all his possessions. <laughs> Everything he had was in that cloak. His life was in that cloak. It's his security, his safety, his warmth, his comfort. He throws it away to go to be with Jesus. And so which is it for us? Dear friend, have you come to terms with the fleeting nature of wealth and power in this world? Do you understand that it will end, that you cannot take it? Do you understand that everything that you have is a gift from God already, and to prefer those things to God is idolatry and death? Bartimaeus knows this. 
And I believe the Holy Spirit continues to press into us the surpassing value of Jesus, the one who can raise the dead and give sight to the blind and cast out demons and give resurrected bodies to all who trust in him. If we don't see that, we will use Jesus for our own ends. We will use Jesus to maybe have a little bit more moral children. We'll use Jesus to obtain finances. We'll use him as long as he suits us. But if we don't understand his all-surpassing worth, we will lose him and prefer the gifts of God to the salvation of God. Finally, Bartimaeus knows what to do after he sees Jesus. The rich man, he goes his own way. He says, if, if Jesus won't give me what I secretly want, I'll find another way. Distraught and brokenhearted, he just goes his own way, his own same way. The same way he'd always gone in his life, uh, seeking after his own interests. But Bartimaeus, this is what happens. When Jesus heals Bartimaeus, uh, Jesus says to him, he says, go, uh, go your way. Your faith has made you well. That's what Jesus says, go your way. Your faith has made you well. And Bartimaeus receives his sight, but Bartimaeus does not go his own way after that moment. He goes in the way of Jesus, it says in the text. He says, Bartimaeus follows Jesus on the way. You see, after he had encountered Jesus, his way was no longer his own way. But rather, his way was the way of Jesus Christ. And so after he, followed, after he was healed and encountered, after he received the mercy of Jesus, there was no option for Bartimaeus. He says, I am following Jesus to whatever end, wherever you go. Wherever you take me, I will follow you. Jesus, son of David, you are the way, you are the truth, and you are the life. And so Bartimaeus, the son of Timaeus, why do we know his name? The reason is this, even though he is physically blind, he has perfect spiritual sight. He sees Jesus for who he really is, the son of David, the long-awaited Messiah. He knows what he needs from Jesus. He needs mercy. He doesn't need to contribute. And after he encounters Jesus, he follows him along the way. And so the Gospel of Mark is lifting up for you and for me, Bartimaeus, son of Timaeus, so that you have an example to follow. What kind of disciple is Jesus seeking? It's the one who knows his identity, who knows his great need, and follows after him. Bartimaeus fits that mold, and so the gospel is holding this up for us as a prime disciple for us to follow. He knows who Jesus is. Do you know who Jesus is? Do you see that he is the long-awaited Messiah? Do you see that he's God in the flesh? Do you see it, he, that he is the one hope for all creation? Because Jesus knows you. 
Jesus knows your trials. He knows your name. He knows your struggles. He knows your sins. All of this is already known to him. And when we call upon his name, he stops. He pays attention. And he turns to us. He calls to us. Come and receive mercy. He calls to you today, this morning, this moment. I know you. I've come to give you mercy. And so take heart. Bartimaeus calls out for mercy. Do you know that you need mercy from God today and every day? Are you prone like me and every other sinner to imagine that you can go it without God? That you can have God for a season of difficulty maybe when you need something from him, but then you'll get strong and you'll graduate from God. You'll graduate from mercy. Or have you seen the truth that we confessed this morning that by nature, I'm sinful and unclean. That I'm not going to outgrow this. But I need Jesus more today than I ever did. And I'll need him more tomorrow. I'll need him more every day of my life. If you know this, you'll call out to him. And like Bartimaeus, you open your hands to trust and to receive. Because you know what? Jesus knows this about you. He knows that you need his mercy, and this is why he predicted his death three times so that you could understand it. He has come to give you mercy. He has come to this world not for righteous, but for sinners. He has come not for the healthy, but for the sick. He has gone to the cross and purchased extravagant mercy so that you can have it, so that you can have the promise of resurrection and complete joy as he covers your sins, reunites him to, you to himself and gives you his promises. Bartimaeus, son of Timaeus, follows Jesus on the way. He no longer goes his own way. And this is what Jesus is calling out to you today. Don't try to use Jesus for your own ends. Don't try to use him to be more comfortable in this life. Don't try to use him to get what you want as a season in life until you're satisfied. Don't make Jesus into a way to pursue the American dream. Don't you see, this man, this Jesus Christ is none other than the son of David, the long-awaited Messiah. He is the living God in the flesh. If you have him, you have everything you need. What else would you turn away to find? And so, as blind Bartimaeus follows Jesus, you follow him too. He will lead you, not to death, but to life and to life eternal. All pleasures he holds in his hands. All satisfaction belongs to him. Follow him you'll never be put to shame. Would you pray with me? Uh, Lord, we, you have searched us and you know us. Uh, your spirit, Lord, uh, teaches us uh, in our hearts. We pray, Lord, that we would uh, be able to enter the kingdom of God by any means, 
We ask, Lord, that you would reveal to us again and again the person of Jesus, our great need for his mercy, and the way that he calls us to follow him. We thank you, Lord, for Bartimaeus, son of Timaeus, for his example of faith. We rejoice, Lord, that you healed him, and we rejoice that we too, who know who you are and call out for mercy, have been healed of our sins and will one day be resurrected and healed of all things. Hold us, Lord Jesus Christ, in this faith, and it's in your name that we pray. Amen.